Married Millennials on Mics. It's Chris. And Ariel. Who might pass out at any time during this podcast. Um, this is true. So we just got our, our combined COVID and flu vaccines. And it's uh, it was like two hours ago. But these yeah. always hit you hard, don't they? Yeah. So I'm feeling a little weird. I also just like flew back from Paris. So I'm a little jet lagged. That makes you um, sound super fancy. Super Ooh. fancy. No, it was for I was work. there for work. Yeah. yeah. It, it was not that fancy. But I mean, um, it's, it was cool, though. Like, that's not, you know, downplayed. It is cool. That you I spent to- more time in transit than I did in Paris. But, um, but yeah, true. no, it was cool. It was cool. Paris is a really cool city. But all that to say, um, yeah, I'm definitely feeling not 100% not out of it. There's um, a lot of, duh, there was a triple negative, not feeling 100% not out of it. So anyways, yeah, if anything I say doesn't make perfect sense, that's why. And also, the topic that we've chosen to discuss yes. today is my least favorite topic ever, yeah. even You're, if I'm feeling 100% in it. So I love seeing, seeing I apologize in advance. This is my disclaimer. I love seeing you squirm. Uh, <laughs> money. No one wants well, to talk about money, ever. Well, that's not true. People who work in finance love it. But you hate talking about money. So much. When you're in a relationship, there comes a point where you really have to, right? I'm sure there's some people who, like, you know, if two, like, extremely independently wealthy people get married, like, I guess you don't really have to. But most people, at some point, have a conversation about it, right? But it can go a million different ways. I mean, I do think that money is one of those things that they, the relationship specialists out there, say you need to be open, honest, upfront about, like, it doesn't matter what you choose to do with the money or I guess like Mm -hmm. if you share every detail of like what's in your bank account but like having a conversation about how you're planning on handling finances in your relationship is one of those things that like yeah sets relationships up for success or one of the number one reasons for divorce and relationships falling apart yeah it's money religion and cheating yeah, something like that. Yeah, right. Right. So I guess even if you choose to, you know, not really know about it, that's still a conversation to come to the conclusion. We're just right. going to keep this completely anonymous. You yeah, know? Like you're exactly. not going to know what I have. I'm not going to know what you have. Uh, and that's fine. And talking to just friends of ours, because I've had some people kind of pick my brain. They're like, mm-hmm. just out of curiosity, like what, what do you and Ariel do? Because I'm thinking about this now with my right. insert significant other. Uh, and I've also then talked to other people to pick their brains. Everybody kind of does it a little differently. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Should we say what we've decided to do? Sure. I think that we've sort of gone gone for a, a route of balance where we basically have half of our finances combined and then keep half of our individual paychecks yeah. to ourselves for us to do Whatever we want to do with that, whether that be save, shop, mm-hmm. invest, you know. Yeah. I don't for really you, know. He- I guess, the, like, what are the other options? For, I'm for not really you, sure. heavily on the shop. For me, it just sits there because I don't yeah. really buy things. Right. And I always say that, that the, the reason for that is that I don't want you to know how much I spend on shoes, purses, and clothes. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you really didn't want me to know, you wouldn't have asked me several times to do returns for you. because no, but guess- that's making money. It's not how that's oh god, it's hot in here. It's so hot, uh, and this is why we shopping keep, math. And this is another. This is part of the reason um, that I like you to have your own separate money at times, so because, they don't spend all of yours, right? Well, because if everything we had is combined, I that people that works for some people, but for me, I'd be like, 
I'd probably, honestly, I'd probably question some more of your purchases. When well, you would exactly. come home with some shoes, like, I'd be like. exactly why we don't do that. Right, exactly. And usually but I know. you ask me how much something costs, I like either give you like a loose range or I sort of like ignore the question. Yeah. Unless I'm really proud of how much money I saved. By returning and then, like, it? No, 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 no. But like. I got something super on sale the other day. I don't remember what it was. And I was like so excited about it. I was like, how much do you think this cost? And you yeah. said whatever it was. It was like $15. And I was like so excited. But most of the time I'm like, you don't need to know. Yeah. Well, I guess really to, to like clarify a little bit more, like exactly how we do it. Like, yeah, we take each of our paychecks and it's 50% mm-hmm. goes into the, the big bucket that you and I have access to of that shared account, Yep. which that account is attached to uh, a shared credit card mm-hmm. I think it's paid off from that account um, and yeah then 50% goes into our own like private accounts yeah. and what I like about that is it means that at any juncture if yeah. we stay doing this for the rest of our you know lives whatever it's working now at any juncture as long as we're both I guess working to some extent um, because sure. if one of us were to like step out of the workforce then we definitely have to recalibrate absolutely but until then um, it means that like it's not that we're spending the same amount of money per like grocery bill or credit card bill. Right. We're spending the same percentage of what we make right. to cover those expenses. Right. Which I feel like is more, I don't want to say fair because like, I don't think that's really the right word, but I think it does mean that like we're able to make decisions that feel comfortable for like what that shared pot is mm-hmm. coming out of like, right you know, what we each make without expecting one person to like put a higher percentage of what they earn right, because into if, that. Like right. it's sort of like we each really get 50% of what we make yep. to do whatever we want with. Right. And then put 50% into that shared bucket, which then we collectively share, like choose how mm-hmm. to spend and like right. what to allocate towards essentials, what to save, what to put towards vacations, what to put towards date nights. Like, yeah. you know, those types of types of decisions yeah the, um, the, the percentage thing I, I really do like because yeah if, if one partner makes a significant amount more than the other yeah you might view decisions a little bit differently well, exactly. if, you're, if you're just like hey we each put in like x dollars a month it's like well every dollar to me actually is is worth more well that, than to right you. that's yeah, exactly right. what i mean yeah exactly so it keeps it sort of equitable um, yeah i like that i do like that yeah but there's there's we have friends who don't have anything shared yep. uh, they have completely separate accounts and I'm pretty sure, unless I just imagine this, I know of at least one couple that who has it that way, who just like Venmo's each other, like yeah. even for like groceries, which to me sounds like an extra like chore each week yeah. to be like, okay, because we used to, you and I used to do that before we had the shared account thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what did I spend at Wegmans on groceries? And I just Venmo you for half of it. Yeah. Hey, if that works, then it works. And that I think made a lot of sense. Like we didn't combine our finances until after we had moved in together and gotten engaged. So we right. weren't quite married yet, but like we were on that path. We were in in the pre-marriage phase. Like if we weren't engaged or we weren't living together, I would not have agreed to share anything. And we would have stuck with Venmo until we got to that point. Oh, you yeah. know, like, yeah, we had been engaged for like six months. Yeah, point, exactly. Like sure. it was. It was, oh, and the wedding also was well, a that factor. Well, was actually what right? the, yeah. like... Yeah, the catalyst. We, we had already had these conversations, and we knew this is what we wanted to do post-marriage, but we ended up right. starting it sooner, actually, because we were like, well, we need a checking account that we can, like, write checks to vendors out of, mm-hmm. and we started getting, like, some gifts and stuff, and, like, it just, like, we were like, it's too complicated not to already have a shared yeah. account. just have one shared account to write checks from, 
Plus, I wanted the sweet points from that credit card that I got. On oh, groceries. yeah. We like, love like credit three, card points. 3% uh, cash back on all groceries. Yeah. Love it. Those love sweet, credit card points. Sweet points. But, yeah, I, I do think, like, there's different things that work for different people, yeah. like we said. Um, it's just so important to have those conversations and to, I think, understand your own relationship with money yeah, and also your partner. So, like, yeah, for me, like, I'm a bit of a spender. Uh-huh. It makes me happy. Yeah, great. I I'm a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And like I do it within reason. Yeah. Um like I'm not overspending, but I'm definitely no, more no. of a spender. So like I think we both know that it's going to be better for us mm-hmm. for that to be something that like I do with my own play money and it's not yeah. like Cuz then you don't have whatever. to feel you don't have but to feel if, bad. But if I were to say go into debt even with my play money. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about next. Right. Like, my debt is your debt. I don't have debt. Is that a, le- like, is that a legal uh, thing? No. Like, 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 if you, so I, I re- I'm asking, I really don't know. Like, if you go into credit card debt, but I am not, and these are on, like, you go on mm. your personal credit card, not our shared, our personal, because I wouldn't let us on our shared because I'm the one who handles that. Right. Um, And I'm not. No, that wouldn't affect your credit score. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really have no knowledge about this. I don't think. But that's another thing that I know some people are concerned about. It's like they have no debt whatsoever. And then they are getting married to someone who maybe has a lot. You know, right. they went to uh, a school that, you know, was pretty expensive and it's very common, especially for our right. generation. Right. And then, uh, you well, know, in our age too, like yeah. depending on oh, like, yeah. if you went, how much higher education you got above that. Like people are just right. finishing up those like higher, higher ed. Right. And then it's like, Oh, well I ha- I can help them with their debt. Should I, you know, like right. it, it's not really my debt, but like now what's yours is mine. Right. Cause if we're married, that a lot of people view things that well, way. And right. That comes down to like, I guess, yeah. yes. If you're sharing all finances, then it would be your debts, my well, debt, your assets are my assets. Yeah. Right. But if you're saying we're keeping certain things separate, then I would, think that that debt would be like on them like you know what i mean i i would think we did not have to deal but with that we, we're very lucky luckily. um uh but yeah that is i'm sure that's one way that you can skin and those that. are important conversations to yeah, it is. to again to have because yeah it would be very jarring to not have that conversation and then all of a sudden to be like okay and then out of our shared account we're also paying like x thousand of dollars you yeah. know per month to pay off these loans Mm-hmm. You know, you know, um, I feel like there's like money personality types. Okay. Right. So there's like the spenders, the squirrels, like we've talked about, you know, then there's like some somewhere in between. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to think in my mind, like, is, is this a case where like opposites do attract or like need to attract almost? Because like if you have two spenders, that could be a catastrophe. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, though, like I think like as much as I like to save and and squirrel, I am not. Like I, I, I consider yeah. myself like pretty generous at, you know, in certain situations. And like when we go out to eat, for example, I never hold back because I really enjoy that. Yeah. And that is really where most of like my, my play money goes. Right. So I think it would drive you nuts. And we might not actually work as well as a couple. If I was like, I never want to go out to eat. I never want to spend money on anything trips. Well, Why but, would I go on a trip? But you then know? I don't think that that's necessarily opposite detracting. I just think that's like, like, I actually don't think you're as much of a squirrel as you're saying that you are. Probably not. Like, but I do squirrel. Yeah, no, you do, but you're not like you're definitely not like stingy with money no, and no. like you'll do those things. But I do I do think to some extent, like when I see couples together who I know are both 
much more on the money conscious side. Mm-hmm. I think it's very easy to then like never push out of like the comfort zone, like never treat yourself to like that mm-hmm. meal out because like, oh, well, it's so much cheaper to like cook in or like never go on that vacation because, you know, oh, we could just like, you know. But if that's just how you operate, then that's what's wrong well, with that. Sure, but like I think, I'm not necessarily saying something's wrong with it, but I'm saying that like, I do think that in the same way that like it can be, it would be very detrimental if it's too just like, people who are throwing money away and like not paying attention to it, which like also not quite how I am. Like, yeah, no, I know. But like, you know, like if you have two people like that, like that can be bad. But I also do think if you have two people who, you know, aren't ever pushing the other person out of their comfort zone and like that goes not just with money. Yeah. Then it's very easy to just like never, never treat yourself to always talk yourself out of doing the thing that's slightly out of assuming you you actually, could afford it well, like well, right like you shouldn't you know necessarily saying no, like, like the big purchases but right. i just feel like it's like right. if you're if you're two people who are like that it's so easy to do whatever whereas mm-hmm. like i think like for us you know we're like you're a little bit more money conscious and i'm a little bit more like i just want to like live my best life and do all the things mm-hmm. like it does mean that sometimes we'll like butt heads a little well sometimes we'll butt heads a little but also i think it means that like we'll meet in the middle a little yeah. and that also works because it means right. that, you know, we're not always going out to eat and we're like making fun at home Right. when I, I might opt to like, you know, have gone out to eat a hundred percent of the time. But it also means that like, we've done some really cool things that like, I know your eyes have like bugged out a little bit at and been like, do we really need to like, I don't know, like pay for the extra leg room on a flight. And it turns out the answer is yes. I didn't know what, as a six foot two man, I just didn't know what that was like. Right. I had never done that. Um, in some respects, you've ruined me because now, because oh, now I can't go back. No, but it's it is not. But cheap. sometimes it's worth the splurge. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I think those. You think you need to match up, right? Though, I do. Um, why does money make you so uncomfortable to talk about? Like you, me? you, you are actually fidgety in your seat. Like oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Like I appreciate right now. you also, having like, this both conversation. Both my arms are sore because I got a vaccine in each arm. Yeah, and, why like, didn't it's hard you just double up on one? Because I. This isn't what we're talking about right now, but I figured I'd be more useful if I could do things slightly more modified with both arms than if one arm was just like falling off of me. I figured like, you know, people break their arm all the time. I figured I'll just destroy one arm <laughs> and then I have one good arm. No, and my arm was in a sling. I really didn't enjoy that stage of my life. Um, I got hit by a cabin in New York City. I was, gonna say, I was trying to think. That's not like, what we're talking about right now. I understand. Um, what were we talking? Oh, well, why? Yeah. Why do you hate money? I talk. mean, I love money. No, you don't want to talk about it. Ever. I hate talking about it. Why? I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, is it because you find it stressful? The idea, like, do you, you you feel like you actually have to face the fact that like it is something that you do need to be thinking about, and it, it's a chore, and it's like you know, if I think about this too much, then I might decide that actually, you know, we shouldn't maybe be doing this, and whatever, you know. I don't know. It's also weird because like I do a lot of stuff with budgeting in my job. Mm-hmm. And maybe because it's not like my money or like it's just numbers in a spreadsheet or something like it's yeah. a little different. I'm really, really good at setting budgets, at keeping yeah. the budgets, at like building budgets. And like, honestly, for our wedding, it was the same way. Like we set a budget and we mm-hmm. like stayed into like a very small margin. Yeah, we did. Like we, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know when, when it's like a project based budget mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't hate it. And it like fits into the spreadsheet 
and it right. like works for me and sure. it's like this is fine but yeah like i don't know like the general concept of like money and savings and investing and well investing i hate talking like, about that because they make know. it confusing i feel like that i don't know it hurt. just stresses me out and yeah maybe it is that like there's so many things to think about with it there's like the current needs mm-hmm. or wants or whatever but then there is like the setting yourself up for the future but that's sort of in like two ways like some of that's like the immediate like mm-hmm. okay well you always need to have like or should have like a slush fund for like god forbid like something happens and like you're right. incurring an unexpected expense so like you know right. a health issue or like a car issue or a house issue or, you know, like mm-hmm. those types of things. Then there's like the long-term, long-term whatever's. And I don't know. I think that's where I start. Like when it's our own stuff, like mm-hmm. every time I'm in a room and people start talking about like, yeah, investing or like savings accounts or I like, don't, I don't really think all of that kind of stuff. Like that's when like my eyes like glass over yeah. and like, I'm like, I need to leave this conversation. Yeah. I also hate thinking about being old. So like maybe it ties into that. That's a big part of what we do on this podcast. I know. Does this podcast make you uncomfortable? No. Well, last I, week we did talk about aging. We did. I do think that you don't. I don't. I don't necessarily like about numbers. Either. Well, you don't like math, but like I hate math. I don't think you actually hate like thinking about money as much as you think. I think you specifically hate thinking about investments. I also feel like I over the years have hung out with a lot of people who work in finance and mm-hmm. like get really excited about this stuff, and that's fine. Like, good for them, but like. I've been the odd one out in a lot of conversations around it where like, I just really hate that feeling. And I'm like, I hate talking about this, but I don't know. It just, yeah, it makes me feel weird. I don't like it. All right. I don't like negotiating my salary. Oh, that's uncomfortable for everybody, isn't it? I don't like knowing what other people make. Yeah. The the reason, unless I work in the same industry as them and then I actually want to know what they make because then I want to know if I'm making the right amount. Yeah. So I don't know. It's all, it's just, it's stressful. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I also Spending wonder. Spending money's fun though. See, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, you don't <laughs> like, you don't actually hate thinking about money. It is like the weird, like investment accounts and like this account versus that account. And like, I think it is all about like the savings part that I see you get most frustrated about. But when you're like thinking about like, like, oh, you, you just saying like, okay, like I have X number of dollars in my account and these shoes cost X number of dollars and I can afford that. That doesn't stress you out, does it? That probably brings you joy. Yeah, yeah. And then if those shoes are on sale, then by shopping math, you're actually making money. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, I also think uh, the last thing I want to say is one reason I don't love talking about money is because I feel with certain people. There's certain people that I don't really care. Um, but certain people, you can tell that that is how they measure a person. I hate that. And I really, really hate that. It's like they, they see like, oh, well, you're worth more because... You, you make more money. And I do think that that's a very easy thing to fall into because, I mean, you, you are literally being told you're worth something, right? Mm-hmm. But we're all people. Yeah, I also really, really hate that. I, yeah, I really do too. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, there's a really interesting Friends episode. It always ties back to Friends. Does it? I don't know if we've talked about Friends on this show <laughs> before, know. but I do feel With like- you. I, I do feel like I bring up um, like TV anecdotes a lot her um but there's a really interesting episode of friends where the friends all go out to dinner mm-hmm. and if you've watched friends you know that it's not a very realistic show but half of them make good money and half of them 
like barely have jobs. But they all have massive apartments for New York City. Well, Anyways, exactly. That's what I'm on. saying. Like, it's not the most realistic thing. Yeah. But this conversation is very realistic. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, they're supposed to be what in their like late 20s, early 30s, somewhere in there, like something like that. I don't know. Not far off from our age. And basically, the three that make a lot less money kind of have an intervention because the ones that make more money keep choosing restaurants that uh-huh. like are really out of budget, and then like there's a conversation like one of them's like, oh, well, I'll just like pick up the bill. And it's like, well, that's not really like, that still makes it feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's just like this weird thing. And that's why, yeah, like obviously like there's ways that money come up without someone walking around saying this is how much I make. Like, you yeah. know, if someone's choosing a restaurant and like people are like, mm, I don't know if I want to like spend right. that kind of money or, you know, it comes up a lot. I mean, weddings are an interesting example. I know we've talked sure. about weddings a lot on this podcast with like, there's a lot of expenses that are involved with even being a wedding guest, mm-hmm. with travel, sure. like with bachelorette and bachelor party expectations, with being a bridesmaid or a groomsman and like what you're, you know, asked to spend. And, you know, that $200 dress could be nothing to one person and be, mm-hmm. you know, well, that means that like I'm eating ramen for a week for someone else, like, you know, Yum. more than a week. Like, sounds, sounds nice. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, no, I know. There's, and so it, it, does come up even amongst friends without yeah. it like coming up, coming up. And like, that's weird, but it's part of life. But I feel like it's really weird when people like, it's a- actively a problem. Yeah. Or, I don't like, like when people yeah. are like, I only want to hang out with you if you are in the same like wealth bracket as me. Oh yeah. I don't know if I've ever experienced that, but like, I, I don't know. There's just like a feeling like, I don't know, like are, is someone going to think that I'm less successful if they know what I make, you know? And like, I don't know. Then, then it's like a, this internal thing of like, you know, Am I not as as successful as I thought, or whatever? Anyways, that's the that's the reason I don't like thinking about it, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that it should tie into that. But some people do look at it that way. Do you think that in relationships, so to bring it back to that, mm-hmm. um, it's important to know what the other person makes? Um, important. Or I guess at what stage? Uh I I don't think you I I don't think. Anyone who says, like, every couple has to do something is lying. Well, yeah. Right? Um, I think it can be helpful to know that when you make decisions. Like, if you made like, millions of dollars, um, and I didn't know that. Are you saying I don't? <laughs> you, huh? Huh? Um, and I didn't know that. And then there were times, especially when we were paying for the wedding, I don't know. I guess I would have felt weird splitting stuff for the wedding when, like, I don't make millions of dollars. Right. So. Which like, I don't actually make millions right. of dollars. Right. No, no, right. Exactly. So, um, I, and I don't know. And, like, when you're making, like, decisions about, like, buying, like, upgrading yeah. to another house or buying your first house or whatever, like, you kind of want to know, like, what are we dealing with? Well. So, I just feel like you kind of need to know what the income is. Yeah. So, what's I. What's coming in. I agree. But I, like, don't. I don't really know at what point you and I, like, had a conversation like that. But, like, when you go on a first few dates with someone, or, like, when you're starting to date someone, I feel like I wouldn't want that to be a topic of conversation. No, I wouldn't either. Because then you run into, like, exactly what we're talking about that can happen with, like, peer groups or friends or whatever, where, like, you don't want, I wouldn't want someone that I was just starting to date to look at me as only a dollar sign. Right. Like, is she right. worth dating? Does she make enough money for me to date her? Is she poor? Is she this? Is she, like, well, people have so many... um preconceived notions and stigmas associated with wealth and money and right. success and yeah and you don't want any of that when you're going on a first date 
no. or a second date or a 30th date. I mean, like you eventually have to learn who each other are. Uh, but yeah, people take, take away the money and then you actually like, you should learn about the actual person first. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, yes. Strip it all away. Just get naked and just see each other. There is the show. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, let's just get off topic, you know, uh, real quick here and, you know, wrap up, I guess. Um, but like there's a show called Naked Attraction. Have you heard about this? No. It's what? a British show. It's a British dating show that you can now stream in America on Max, formerly HBO. This is not a plug. Um, uh-huh. Where people, it's a dating show in which they, they see like full frontal nudity and they're judging who they want to go out with based solely on that. No, that's awful. Yeah. It's like that, the opposite of what's that other one? Um, marriage at first sight. What was that one? I don't know. I think that's a reality show where they don't see each other. They only like hear each other's voices or something like that. And then like they have to get married. Um, Oh, Oh, that, Oh man. Well, why is that? Like, I hate, I, okay. So I hate this stuff, but also it's oddly entertaining. And don't you kind of want to check? It looks, sounds so bad. You're like, I'm curious. I hate reality TV, but I do kind of want to watch the golden bachelor. I do want to watch that as well. I do. I really do want to watch that. Yes. Um, Anyways, regardless, though, getting, getting I, I just had to bring up the naked dating show was it, it called? naked attraction. Yeah, we're going to watch that. No, no, we're not. But <laughs> I mean. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, all these things end up being important at some point. Maybe like like you need to have the conversation about money at some point. Yeah, and you need to see each other naked at some point. Well, yeah, but, like, attraction, like, physical attraction is a thing. Yes. But obviously, like... People are attracted to money. Oh, yeah, but that's not even what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like it's weird whenever, like, in in these reality shows specifically, but, like, also in life when, like, there's, like, one factor. It's like, you're making this decision based on only, Mm -hmm. like, insert thing here. Yes. Like, that's not... Like you, you kind of need all of the the things. Like yeah, probably yes. Like most people don't date someone only because of their personality or only because of how they look. It's usually like a combination. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> or their money, or yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, people date people for their money, but yeah, that's why I'm dating you or married to you. Huh? You know? Didn't we just discuss I'm not very good with money? <laughs> What we've discussed is that I am assuming that someday you're going to have some like very rich relative that passes away and is going to be, and you're going to get a phone call. I'm like, oh yeah, you're Aunt Helda or whatever that lives in Nova Scotia. I don't know what accent that was. What are you talking about? You know, I'm I'm just assuming that's going to happen. Okay, so you're dating me for the inheritance that. That you may or may not receive, yeah. From a relative that may or may not exist. I'm just, I'm, you know what? Call me a gambler. Call me a gambler. This is. Betting, betting large. You know, exactly. Extreme well, so that's, hypotheticals. That's my financial plan. But won't it pay off, though, if that happens? And Helda calls. That's a name, right? Helda? Hilga? Heldiga? I, I don't know. Need to, yeah. And, and all, all the money talk has, has rotted <laughs> both of our brains. Anyways, whatever, figure out whatever's best for you. Have a great night or afternoon or middle of the morning or whatever time of day it is for you. And we'll talk to you uh, later. Bye. Bye.